Hey, everybody, this is Frank Hannon. I'm the lead guitarist of Tesla and the Frank Hannon Band, also known as the Heavy Metal Hippie. And you're listening to Thunder Underground with my good friends Trent and Jason. Welcome to episode 252 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here. And this week, we always say this week we've got a good one. But I think this week we've got a really good one. I'll put really in front of it. This comes from the... My 15-year-old self is taking a shit out of his dick files. <laughs> or the holy fuck pinch me files. Right. <laughs> this this is this is one of the reasons we started this podcast is dudes like this. Yeah. And Cat. interviews like this, frankly. Right. That's a frankly nice little pun to throw in there. Huh? Thank you. We have Frank Cannon Returning to the podcast this week. Frank Cannon of Tesla was on this podcast about a year and a half ago. It was summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. So we're very glad to have him back. We've got a great interview with him this time talking about all kinds of stuff. And when I say all kinds of stuff, he's got a lot of shit going on. That's for sure. Yes, he does. And you'll hear all about it here coming up. But before we get into that, we got to let you know that we're sponsored by DEB Concerts. And MedFarm. MedFarm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. You can't miss them. They're right there off the highway. If you get in there and tell them that you heard about them here or you mentioned Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your order. They've got a big selection. So you got to get in there and check them out. They've also got a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. if you need to get your medical card. They're always running specials as well so follow them on their social medias and their website the website's medfarmok.com you can also see all their products on leafly.com instagram is at medfarmok and facebook is just medfarm and medfarm or farm is spelled p-h-a-r-m and their slogan is cannabis with a cause because 30 percent of their profits are going to build no kill animal shelter and they've already got land and a building set up they're working on getting this whole thing ready to go, which is a huge thing. We're very happy to be a you know a small part of that by promoting them. Of course. And thank you to them for sponsoring us continuously. Of course. So, we've also got DEB Concerts. Promoter right here in Tulsa keeps bringing in all kinds of great stuff like Last in Line, right. Saxon, Sebastian Bach, Warrant. A long-ass list that get, keeps getting longer. And now they've got Buck Cherry coming in. That's right. February 22nd, with Fist of Rage and Grind opening. And as always, Eddie Trunk will be hosting that show. Fist of, Gr- Fist of Rage and Grind. Fist of Grind? Yeah, might as well just combine Don't them. Don't think I didn't catch that. I'm watching yeah. you, motherfucker. Hey, I tried to slip it by, but you called me out. <laughs> Fist of Grind will be combining to perform for God two hours it. straight a medley of all their songs. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but if you hit up either one of those bands... On our social media, you can buy tickets from them and save a few bucks. It also helps them out as well. If you're coming from out of town, they will ship them to you. It's an easy process. So of course. Just, yeah, get on there and hit one of them up. And come see Buck Cherry on February 22nd. Right. At the IDL. And DEB has recently announced that they have a big announcement coming at the BOK Center. A game is the foot. <laughs> right. 
Something's happening. That's right. The BOK. <laughs> we don't know. And we really don't know. Actually, you do. Doug told you. Well, yes, but I'm just saying I haven't heard anything. Concrete. Concrete. But this should be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned, rock fans. Yeah, because their first BOK show was last March. It was March or I think April, actually, and it was Snoop Dogg and Nelly, mm-hmm. which is a big deal because, you know, it got them into the arena game. Of course. And now they've got another one coming, and they've said it will be a rock show. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. Right on. And speaking of rock shows, DEB also booked all the bands at the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma. This year, they've got Warrant and Bullet Boys and Hurricane Alice doing the pre-party on Thursday. Then they've got Lynch Mob, John Five and the Creatures, and Liliac headlining the other three nights on that stage, as well as a long list of other great bands from the area, regional acts, as well as Tulsa acts, and from all over the place. So we'll be talking more about that as we get closer to Rocklahoma. But yeah, thank you to DEB Concerts. Of course. We don't have a lot that we're going to talk about, right, this week. We're just going to, like, talk. We're going to play some music and talk about Frank Hannon and get into this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that needs to be set up. I mean, pretty much just the two tunes that we're going to play, and then, yeah. All right, well, let's let's play one right now, then. Let's kick this off with a brand-new single from our friend Dusty Grant. Dusty Grant's a artist out of Wichita, Kansas, and this is his new song called up from here. I pride my eyes open to worry on with a blood red hue. Hands were so my head was pounding, I had to push on through. There's always a deadline, another place I've got to be. With all these irons in the fire.
single from Dusty Grant. Get on Facebook and Twitter and follow this man. Why? Because he's a great musician, as you can tell from that song. We love the guy. He's got tons of great music and tons of great videos as well, so subscribe to him on YouTube. And yeah, we love playing some Dusty Grant. Yeah, killer songwriter. He's been on the podcast before, looked that one up. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, get it done. And he's coming back to Tulsa, if you're in our area. Yes. On March 14th, he's playing Badass Renee's with Timbo Kelly and Garrett Heck. And who was the fourth person? I will tell you. Okay. Pause. Dramatic pause. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic pause. Dave Hernandez. Is that right? Or David Hernandez? Well, now, hold on. We have to be correct. And you can edit this pause out if you want. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You were right, David Hernandez. All right. So that pause didn't mean anything. We couldn't just went over it. But I wanted to be right. All right. And, you know, that's going to be a great night. Uh, Garrett Heck always is is superb. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen Dusty Grant countless times now. Well, so, of course and, you did. And, you, you, you drove for him on his tour. That's right. The last two, uh, two summers in a row. Booze Bars and Guitars Tour and Booze Bars and Guitars 2. Is there going to be Electric Boogaloo. Um, Electric Boogaloo. There was talk, but I haven't heard definite. Okay. But okay. it was Dusty Grant and Sprout the Antihero, who are both excellent. Of course. So hopefully if there is a three, you'll hear about it here, obviously, and that'll be this summer. Yeah. So hopefully. Well, like I said, subscribe, like Dusty Grant, follow him, get on his website, sign up for his newsletter, all that great stuff. One of the things that uh, Frank Cannon actually brings up in this interview towards the end is Healing the Fray. Yes. Which is, you could say it's a new band because it's got a new name, but it's really not because it's Jeff Sandoval and Mike Ariza who have been making music together for a while. If you follow them on Facebook, you can look them up at Jeff Sandoval and Mike Ariza or at HealingTheFray.com. They've got music out under that name and under the name Project Playlist as well. And then now they've got Healing the Fray. And if you're a fan of Frank Hannon, 
and you're not familiar with those names, you you probably are a fan of Frank Hannon. But if for some reason you're not, they were both a part of his Six String Soldiers album, which was fantastic. Jeff Sandoval sang on the album, and of course, Mike Ariza played guitar along with Frank Hannon, and I I had the uh, the honor of seeing that live. Yes, you did. Yeah, one of the... You know, I they played some shows that year, but um, I think it was just like that one year, maybe. Yeah, man, and you With actually that. got to see one of them. Yeah, but, but yeah, but we've had we've had those guys on the podcast before. That's right, twice before. Well, we had Mike Arise on. That's right, pretty early on. Yeah, man, I should have looked up the number, but I think it was like in the teens, actually. Yes, sir. Yeah. Way back that long ago, and then we had both Mike and Jeff on later on. And that's even been a while back, so we need to, I guess we're saying this out loud, we need to get them back. Yeah, yeah, we need to re-up, we really do. Yeah. Um, especially after hearing this song. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well, let's play it. Yeah. This is called Mercy. Lay down your tired complications Put down those superficial needs I'm not the one that will employ you
Mercy, the brand new track from Healing the Fray. What do you think of that? Um, I fucking love it. it it's got this fucking, it, it's got, it comes in with this kind of funk vibe, and then it has this classic rock breakdown into the solo, and um, Sandoval just sings like a motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just insane. Uh, so I, I really, um, I really enjoy the song. Uh, we were listening to this song, and I'm like, I'm friends with Mike Ariza on Facebook. I don't know if I if I ever in, was friends with Jeffrey Sandoval. And I, during the song, I sent him a friend request, and he immediately accepted it. So, right during the song. So, <laughs> it's all meant to be. Do you think he was looking at his phone? He goes, holy shit, Jason Wood sent me a friend request. Boom. Uh, well, of course. Wouldn't anybody? Okay, <laughs> probably not. Just kidding. But, <laughs> anyways... It, that's just the power the song brings about. Yeah, Let's I mean, say that right. I mean, his voice is like you said, phenomenal. Of like, course, everything they do and Mike Ariza. I mean, this guy's abilities are on the guitar are freaking great. I mean, the guy played with Frank Hannon like as a band member. I mean, you yeah, got to be at a level. Be no slouch, that. man. Right. Their songwriting ability as well, kind of like you mentioned with Dusty Grant. I mean, these guys, everything they do. Like, you just go into all the music they've released over the past few years. We've played several songs over the past few years as well. Mm -hmm. Every one of these songs gets stuck in your head. They're just melody-driven. They're just amazing. Yeah. And can't say enough good things about them, so I hope that they've got... If you look up Healing the Fray on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, they've already got two tracks out you can hear. There's this one and another one. Get on there. Check this out. Support these guys. Follow them on Facebook. Subscribe to them on YouTube. All that great stuff. Kind of moving right into the Frank Hannon stuff. If Another thing, if you're listening to this because you're a Tesla fan and you haven't really delved into Frank Hannon's solo stuff, it's something else we've talked about many times. Mm -hmm. Whether it be last time he was on here or the times we've you know, talked about his new stuff that came out. His solo work is now getting, like the catalog's getting big. Yes. He's got a wide breadth. Right. I mean, he started as like you, as you will. Yeah, he started. <laughs> and, and and the thing, sorry, but I gotta say, the thing is, is there's so much to dig into. He's got, you know, he's got a, a couple of cover records. He's got rock records. He's got, you know, laid back acoustic songwriter kind of stuff. And his voice, every every fucking time he puts out a new record, no matter what kind of style it is his voice just gets stronger and stronger and stronger so i mean this is just a especially for tesla fans this is a great supplement to all the great tesla stuff this just adds to it makes it even sweeter yeah and the, the great thing about it is like what you mentioned is that every release is different from the last of course there's all different styles and like you said gypsy highway is a great one it's love, laid back love gypsy highway yes yeah. and then like you mentioned, the cover records, he released two uh, from one place to another, volume one and two. And he had even talked when he was on here last time about working on a third one. But you'll hear in this interview coming up that that may or may not, may not happen. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and the, the cool thing I like about this is what? And this is like a 30-minute interview. And, yeah. you know, we talk about what Tesla maybe five minutes of that interview yeah. or something that and, that and that's great there's you know to be at this level and still be so hungry and just want to eat it all up and want to do this and do that and have so much going on um that's you know that's that's what it's what inspires me i don't know to do what but it still you know it, it puts positivity in me you know to 
to, and it's just so cool to see these guys not resting on their laurels, not, you know, just creaking into, you know, older age. There's still a reason to be present and youthful and alive and energetic. And, you know, whether it's making a beer or starting your own podcast or cutting horses, um, solo shows, uh, you know, Frank Hannon doesn't stop. And, and, and that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we didn't even really mention it up front. Like this is like you mentioned it, like the holy shit thing. This has been one of my favorite bands since I was a kid. Oh man. And, I mean, I, I, I've always knew of them, but you know, once, once I heard it, once I saw Edison's medicine on Edison's medicine on Headbangers Ball, excuse me. I mean, that was it. I was sold. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I ate up everything they did. And since then they've done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, cause for me, it's kind of the same way, you know, because we, we weren't old enough to really like grasp onto them right when it came out mm-hmm. in 86, you know, we're a few years behind late eighties when it really started getting this stuff. And mm-hmm. I had heard like love song and signs around 90 on, on the radio all the time. And I really dug them. But then, like you said, whenever yeah, Psychotic Supper came out as a whole, that's the first one that like I got and then just like fell in love with it and immediately got the other three. Well, the other oh, yeah. two, I mean, the other two yeah. albums and just five a, minute acoustical a straight jam. dove into the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, just on from there. And they've got a new album that just came out. Uh, a little under a year ago, last uh, spring, called Shock. So check that one out if you hadn't. And yeah, should we just get into this? Roll it. All right, here's Frank Hannon from Tesla. pretty darn good you know considering that i've been going like a madman for the past two months uh with with all these crazy projects i've got going that might be a good place to start it's like why is all this happening at once you didn't spread this out at all it looks like (laughs) you know bro i don't know what's up with me but i'm uh i don't know I don't know, man. I'm just crazy. Uh, I have to stay busy and be creative all the time. I've always been that way. My grandma used to tell me when I was first born and I could barely learn how to walk that I didn't just start walking. I was running and I was running in, banging my head into things. <laughs> so I don't think that's ever changed since I was born because that's what my grandma used to, my grandma used to tell me. <laughs> but yeah, you recently released Southside and it's, you know, pretty autobiographical and how come that took you so long to write that song, to kind of telling the story of your youth? Well, it, you know, that's a good question. Why did it take me so long? Um, you know, I really don't know the answer to that other than, you know, why did it take me so long to really try to 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 sing as much as I've been singing? Um, probably just because I've been so dang busy uh, playing lead guitar for Tesla, you know? Um it hasn't been until recently the past, well, you know, I'm, I'm losing track of time now. It's actually been since 2000, 
2005, I think I released my first solo album uh, with guitars from Mars, I think was 2005 or 2006, um, where I've really just been writing my own songs. But fast forwarding now to Southside and doing the autobiographical uh, approach to the song was a, a good friend of mine uh, passed away recently that... His name is Bobby Reed, and he's the, the guy that I sing about in the first verse where I say, you know, me and Bobby hanging out in the park, drinking beers and playing guitars. Um, that's about Bobby Reed, who was a kid that taught me my first licks when I was about 11 years old. He was my best friend, and uh, he passed away recently, so it kind of uh, made me start reminiscing, you know? And I think when you get in your 50s, man, you start reflecting on your life and where you come from. Right. And, uh, the song just kind of all came to me. Uh, I have a bunch of outtake verses that I didn't put in, uh, about stories of kids that I grew up with that, uh, that I left out of the song, <laughs> honestly. So, uh, you know, I've been really into writing stories and writing lyrics and storytelling, storytelling type songwriting. It's a style uh, of songwriting you know, that's storytelling like Chris Christopherson did when he, when he wrote Sunday morning coming down or, or, uh, me and Bobby McGee, you know, that kind of style of lyric writing. That's kind of what I'm really trying to learn how to do. Speaking of the guys from our youth, you recently reunited with, you know, some of the guys from your, your first band. What was that experience like? Man, that, yeah, that we did a podcast, uh, I have a podcast now is one of my projects that I've been doing and we did a reunion of the South side band is I think that's what you're talking about. Right. And my, my cousin. Okay. So I told you about Bobby Reed, but my cousin, Mike is another uh, kid that I grew up with Mike Fusey. And he was on my podcast and he and I had a band with John Barry, who was a kid who was 11 years old too. We're talking like 1977, 1978. Um, we were kids and, uh, you know, we'd be riding our BMX bicycles, you know, carrying our guitars and drums on our bicycles. You know, that's how far back I'm talking about. And uh, this kid, John, I hadn't seen him since he moved. He moved in 1978 after the gig we did at the Moose Lodge. I hadn't seen him uh, for 40 years. And wow. I just... He was posting pictures. I got tagged on some pictures on Instagram. And I'm like, what's all this? And they were photos from the garage party we did on Halloween night. And so that's when I wrote the verses uh, about Johnny and me jamming in the garage. It was right after this last Halloween, this last October, uh, when, when Johnny, uh, John Barry uh, post, posted those pictures. So that was like a flashback. And then he came over to visit me for the first time in 40 years. He's never been to my house. And I said, hey, man, how, you, how would you feel about recording a podcast with me? And he didn't want to do it, but <laughs> he, he, he was scared to do it, a little nervous. But once I got him up in the studio, we started hanging out. He opened up and it was so great, man. That's on episode three or four of my Far Out podcast. I'm not sure which episode, but if people look for my podcast, they'll find it. It's called The South Side Band Reunited. With this new song, um, is there plans for a solo record? Do you think it'll turn into that, maybe? Well, you know, 
I've been learning the hard way that in today's world, you know, making so I've got a lot of solo albums. I've got guitars from Mars and I like to keep it all independent. And I'm not really yeah. interested in having a label telling me what to do, what I can't do, because that happens enough already with Tesla. I got to follow the Tesla rules. So when I do my own thing, I don't want any rules. You know what I mean? So yeah. I keep it totally into totally independent. And uh, I've got guitars from Mars. I've got Gypsy Highway. I've got Hunter Proof Live, Six String Soldiers, World Peace. Those are all my solo albums that I've done. And I'm telling you, making an album is really difficult. When you're trying to put 10 or 12 songs together all at once, it's a lot of freaking work. People don't realize how much work it really takes when you're trying to make something that's from your heart and you want it to be killer and perfect in your own artistic way. It can, you can drive yourself nuts. <laughs> and I drove myself nuts with the last albums I did, the covers albums called From One Place to Another, Volumes 1 and 2. I did 20 freaking songs, man. They're cover <laughs> tunes, but I, I did them in the studio over a period of a year and freaking about lost my mind doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So probably no volume three, huh? So, so, and I'm very proud of the albums, you know, Jared James Nichols is a guest on there. Yeah. Uh, Graham Whitford, who's Brad Whitford's son plays a killer solo on my version of Lord of the Thighs. Um, I did a uh, Blackberry smoke song on there and Paul Jackson played guitar on the albums from one place to another. But I, like I said, man, I was literally mixing the freaking thing at seven in the morning before I had to leave to go catch my flight, you know, and about ready to, to freaking hang myself. I was going so crazy trying to finish it. Yeah. So getting back to your question, uh, no, Southside is a single, and I'm just going to release singles from now on. I've got okay. some songs like like Southside. I've got a, no, a new single coming out called Ride Strong. I've got a couple old singles like The Price, songs that have never been on an album that eventually I'm going to make a compilation album of those and maybe call it, you know, the the singles that, ne the unhit singles. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. The singles that were never hits, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Talk about um, the Far Out podcast a little bit. I mean, I really like the energy of it. I, I, I'm I'm lacking on the last couple episodes, but uh, how have you been enjoying doing that? Man, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I like doing interviews. I, I, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, Frank, shut the fuck up. Can I say fuck on your podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm talking too much. I get to rambling, you know, and talking a lot. But I've always liked doing interviews and and sharing stories and stuff and going to radio stations. I used to love to go to local radio stations when we'd be on the road. And sometimes we'd go on the morning shows, you know, and talk. So I've always loved broadcasting. And so Eddie Trunk, you know, has been really supportive of me. And, and he allowed me to be a guest with him on his show, interviewing the Moody Blues and, 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 people on the on the, the the last cruise ship we were on al stewart you're the cat i got to interview him with eddie trunk and i just realized you know it's a lot of fun 
and a good friend of mine suggested the podcast idea to me and I tried it and it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's the creative thing. I mean, I, I kind of, I spend too much time getting creative on these things. I mean, I know a lot of podcasts are just thrown together really quick, but I have fun on mine. I add a little sound effects with my guitars and, you know, stuff like that. So do you do everything, the editing and everything? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. What's and my wife is like, what in the hell are you doing in your studio? Why are you doing another project? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I had the most fun recording live with a little handheld recorder at the NAMM show. Uh, I, I had my little handheld recorder and uh, I recorded Jesse James Dupree from Jackal that way on his tour bus. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> done, done a couple phoners too. Those are interesting. Well, like on the on the Nam episode, how you're talking about Robbie Krieger, and then on the New Year's episode with Willie Nelson, you're talking about him from a fan standpoint. Um, I mean, you've been in the business for a long time. Is there anyone that you've ever been starstruck around, or is is there you passed all that after all these years? Oh man, no, I, I'm still a huge fan, and I, I get starstruck around around just about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know. Like right now, I'm sitting here rambling and talking and being all comfortable. But in person, when I get around some people, I get a little nervous, you know, don't know what to say, you know, sometimes. Um, I don't know what I would say around, you know, Steven Tyler or, or Mick Jagger. I got to meet Paul McCartney once and he was super, super friendly. And he was asking me... Um, Oh, so you play guitar. Yeah, you're in a band. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> but, you know, some people make you feel really comfortable, man. And Paul McCartney really made me feel comfortable when I was in the room with him. That was really freaking cool. Yeah, but that was insane for sure. <laughs> yeah. The story is with that is my wife, um, her stepdad uh, played drums with Paul McCartney and Wings. And so that's how we got the tickets. And when my wife was a little girl, she used to be friends with Linda McCartney's kids, Paul and Linda's kids when they were little kids. And so my wife had the connection, man. <laughs> and that's how we got back things to Paul McCartney. Gotcha. <laughs> Switching gears a little bit. Um, talk about the, the heavy metal hippie IPA and how this came about. I'm, I'm, I hope I can get my hands on some all the way out here in Oklahoma. Hey, is that where you are? Because I think we might do some, uh, what do they call it? Bootleg running, uh, moonshine, and, I don't, you know, out to Ardmore. How far from Ardmore are you? About two and a half, three hours. Yeah. We're in Tulsa. I, I play the, uh, the Two Frogs Bar and Grill a lot in Ardmore, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. So somehow we're going to try to get it distributed out there. And uh, do, do you have a Hard Rock Cafe near you? Yeah, there's one here in Tulsa. There's a good chance that we might be getting it in the Hard Rock. That's awesome. Oh, nice. That's great. But I don't know for sure. But if it does, <laughs> then that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the way that came about is I played at a brewery here in my hometown. And uh, the owner of the brewery is a big fan of not only Tesla, but of of mine, uh my solo music and I've got a song that's kind of a, a, a novelty song that I wrote kind of just for fun called heavy metal hippie. 
and um, he really liked the song because the audience, when I play my local shows, the audience, they sing it, you know, heavy metal hippie. <laughs> and uh, he really liked the song. And so he told me, man, that would be a good uh, name for a beer. And so we worked on it for about a year, man, the idea and uh, came up with some different recipes and uh, it tastes, it tastes great. I'll tell you, but it's strong, man. At 8%, oh, wow. you drink one and you're, you drink any more than two. Uh, it gets you pretty, pretty loopy and feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eight but point, it's a, that'll do it. It's a West, it's a West coast IPA and I used cascade hops in it. I, and the funnest part about it was learning, uh, the process of how beer is made. And, uh, it's very fascinating all the way from grinding up the grain to the boiling temperature to, you know, the fermentation, the yeast. Uh, it was, it was a fun project and there's videos floating around on YouTube, uh, or on my Instagram TV. In fact, I'm going to go upstairs and edit part three of, of the making of heavy metal hippie double IPA. And it's going to be available on, uh, the monsters of rock cruise. We shipped out 2000 cans to the wow. ship. So oh, there's yeah. going to be a lot of heavy metal hippie people, uh, on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it, I'm gonna have to send it just a warning: don't drink too much of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at first, no. you know. But uh, part three uh, will be on my Frank Hannon official Instagram uh, TV. I'm gonna edit that, uh, the putting it in the cans. And that's great that you're like so involved in the process of it, and not just putting your name on it. That that's really that's really neat. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that I was you know proud of it. But I also wanted to learn, and, and the the owners and the brewmaster, the uh, Greg and uh, Anthony, they were really nice to me and uh, got me involved in the whole process. And uh, they're also on one of my Far Out podcasts, too, if people that are listening want to check that out. Um, I interviewed them, and what was funny, if you listen to my podcast, uh, we cracked open the first sample of it and by the end of the podcast we're pretty buzzed <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> on a on a side note i'll say i've had one of your heavy metal hippie t-shirts for several years now and every time i wear it at least four or five people come up and ask me where i got it so hopefully that's garnered you a few more cells or something i don't know oh thanks man you probably have to you probably have the first version of it now huh? is it like square letters yes yeah well we'll have to get you uh the new version Oh, so, cool. uh, yeah, we'll talk to Jody or somebody and, uh, get your contact and see if we can ship you out. You know, you can email, uh, email her, and give her your sizes and, uh, we'll make sure you get the new one. Right on, man. What Appreciate are, we gonna that. See? are you going to, you guys going to come to a Tesla show? You know, we are touring. We're going to be, uh, you said Oklahoma. I have to look on the schedule. We're going to be on tour with Alice Cooper this year, man. That's really freaking exciting. Yeah. You guys are playing, uh, Thackerville, which is right at the border of Texas and Oklahoma. Is that so, with Tesla by ourselves or no, is that with the, Alice Cooper? Yeah, that's the Alice Cooper tour. Fantastic. So, well, hopefully you guys can come uh, come visit. Just let Jody know and uh, we'll get you tickets or passes or whatever. Right on. Well, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, what's 
I mean, Tesla's done a lot of touring with Def Leppard and some other bands, you know, getting on board with Alice Cooper. Talk about that. Like, I mean, I assume you guys are looking forward to it because that's going to be a great triple bill with Lita Ford as well. Yeah, and it's another reunion uh, because we toured with Alice Cooper on our first album uh, when our first on Mechanical Resonance tour back in 1987. We opened for Alice Cooper on his uh, Nightmare Returns tour and um so it's it's been great that we've been able to reunite with with uh the same artists that we toured with on our first tours you know like Def Leppard and Poison so Alice Cooper was great to us then and I'm sure he's going to be great to us again and allow us to have you know sound checks and He's a, they're going to treat us great, man. And, and Nita Strauss is awesome on the guitar. I'm a huge fan of hers. I used to watch her in the Iron Maidens. Yeah. And I've watched her really just boom in her popularity and her playing. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to hang out with her. And, and uh, I think Tommy Hendrickson, I think, is still in the band. I'm not sure. Yeah, he was when I saw him last year. So that's going to be great, man. It's going to, Hey, you know what? And Lita Ford kicks ass. So, you know, both of those artists are, are killer performers. So Tesla's going to be, have to be on top of our game, man. And we usually are. So it's going to be, you know, a great show. Yeah. That's going to be a great, uh, great triple bill. Going back to, you mentioned Nam earlier. Uh, talk about your, uh, your signature acoustic that you got for them now. Yeah. Well, I, I have never had an official signature guitar in my whole career. Um, I've had a, a few offers to do signature guitars from yeah. other other companies besides Gibson, but uh, I've just been holding off because my my heart's always been uh, a Gibson player, uh, and so I've I'm glad I never had a signature guitar until now. Because this guitar has turned out to be such a special thing. The way it all came about, um, I was at the NAMM show last year, and I was introduced to the new team of leaders, the new CEO and the CMO of Gibson that have just taken over the company and, and have brought it back to life. And it just turned out to be that Cesar, the CMO of Gibson, loves my acoustic guitar playing as well as Tesla's electric stuff and Modern Day Cowboy and all of that. But he in particularly loves my acoustic uh, style of playing, uh, in particularly the intro to Love Song. And mm-hmm. it was his wife's favorite song, and they used that song as their wedding march in their wedding. And I was like, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, so that was really just like, you know, the universe going, hey, man, this is really special. Let's make a love song guitar, you know, a very limited run. I'm not going to make a bunch of them. But the Dove guitar is my favorite acoustic guitar that I used back in the old days of Tesla. If you watch the What You Give video or the the love song intro on Times Making Changes, the DVD that we made our greatest hits 
I'm playing a cherry seventies dub acoustic that I bought in New York back in 1989. And I don't have the guitar anymore. It's, uh, I, I lost it along the way through some hard times. And I told Cesar the story of, of that guitar and he said, well, let's build you a new one. And so they built me for my specs, uh, with a rosewood tailpiece and a thermally aged top and a maple sides and back, a, just a gorgeous rendition of a seventies dove acoustic. And we're going to make a very limited run of it. Um, and it's called the love dove and it's got my, uh, my writing of the word love on the truss rod and we'll have my signature on the inside of it. But that's not going to be available really until probably spring. Mm-hmm. Even though I had it at the NAMM show, there, there it's going to be very limited run, and uh, you know, people are going to take orders for it, and and hopefully, uh, you know, it'll be a very limited run, and uh, the people that really want it will get it. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad you 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 held out uh, until you know what what was right came along. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. It's it's a very special story about it, uh, you know, and and. The Gibson team right now, it's the people that have taken over Gibson are just really, uh, really treating the artists great and have a very family vibe to them. So uh, it's, I'm really glad it worked out the way it did. Plus, what I'm really proud of is that it's acoustic because in the rock world, being from the 80s and, and being an 80s rocker, it's very unusual for a guy to have a signature model acoustic guitar. And so I'm really proud of that fact because my role in Tesla has always been that diversity of adding that flavor to the sound of the music, you know. Last time that you were on our podcast, you mentioned that, you know, Tesla was kind of at the point where you didn't want to, you guys weren't anticipating making a new album, but then Phil Collin kind of, came in and invigorated you guys and it produced, you know, shock and everything. And has, did that process and shock kind of revitalize you guys and make you look forward to making more music in the future? Or how do you see that now? Um, I think it's really going to depend on, on Jeff Keith um, and how he, how he feels. Um, if he wants to write songs and, and really, uh, dive in to writing um, a new album that's uh, fully uh, his emotions and his feelings, you know what I mean? So I think it's really going to depend on him. And I haven't seen Jeff in a few months because he had surgery and he had shoulder surgery and he's been in recovery. And I've been so busy doing my thing. But once we get together in February and we start talking about it, I'll be able to give you a more clear answer about that after we get together again. Okay. Well, looking, you know, throughout the year, are you guys planning to do some headline shows as well, along with the Alice Cooper tour? We're doing a headline tour um, when we get off the ship of the Monsters of Rock uh, cruise. Okay. And then we're going to do a headline tour for the whole rest of the month of February. And then we've got some dates in April. And then we're doing the Alice Cooper tour at the end of May through all of June. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I guess a, a final, yeah. final question for you. Is there anybody 
coming up on your podcast that you can mention, or is that going to be a surprise? Well, I've got one more great interview with the the man that that manages the acoustic guitar department at Gibson. But then I'm going to shift gears. I'm going to I'm going to do another Gibson uh, episode talking about the acoustics. But then I'm going to shift gears to talking about uh, some of the horsemanship activities that I do uh, with my new singles called Ride Strong that's going to come out in the spring. And uh, that was influenced by my trainer named Bill Riddle, who's a, a legendary uh, cowboy guy, old Hall of Famer. And I want to interview him and talk about the sport of cutting and the horsemanship. Um, I'm also thinking about interviewing my good friend, uh, Kelly Nobles, who is a drummer uh, from the band Rail. I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Rail from the 80s, but he's a friend of mine that's a drummer, and he also is a hemp farmer. <laughs> oh, nice. So nice. I'm going to get, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be pulling out some curveballs on the Far Out podcast. I would like to send a shout out on this podcast. I would like to, I haven't formally called them yet, but I want to talk to Mike Ariza and Jeff Sandoval. They uh, recorded the six string soldiers album with me a few years ago, and they've got a new album called healing the fray and it's freaking great. They really rock. Um, they're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And if you get a chance guys, check out healing the fray and it's Jeff Sandoval and Mike Ariza. Some great yeah. friends of mine. Yeah, we've had them on the podcast a couple times in the past couple years, and I really dig the new song. Yeah, 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 they're solid. Yeah, they're solid, man. I really those guys I have a ton of respect and admiration for, and I'd like to get them on my podcast. In fact, maybe tonight after we hang up, uh, we're I got band practice scheduled now, but uh, I'm going to give them a call tonight and see if we can set something up. Nice. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> cool, man. Well. We appreciate you taking the time with us tonight. My pleasure, guys, and thanks for having me on your podcast. Appreciate it. There you go, Frank Hannon from Tesla, and of course the Frank Hannon Band as well. A huge thank you to Jody Best from Best Bet Promotions for always her continued support, and of course a major thank you to Frank Hannon himself for taking some time out there to talk to us once again. Oh, of course. Yeah, that was a very cool one because, like we said, Beforehand, as as you just heard, what all we got going on? We've got a new beer that's coming out now. We've got, which you'll probably love because it's an IPA. I'm not yes, a fan I of myself. I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'll try it because it's Frank Hannon's beer, but I'm just not an IPA guy. That's fine. That's yeah? fine. Then we've got the Far Out podcast, which both of us have listened to several episodes yeah, of. Yeah, it's great, great shit. Yeah, it's really cool because it's laid back and it's... He doesn't ramble as much as us and other people. You know, he kind of gets to the point on some of this stuff, and And it's just kind of a cool thing to... He's got his intros and outros and his sound bites, and it it really makes you feel like you're listening to, like, an old-school radio show or something. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I really really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. The the episode, the Nam Madness or whatever it's called, where he has Eddie Trunk and Phil X and uh, Brent Woods on there is really good. It's really, it's got a lot of funny stuff in there, so check that one out if you cool, have not. Cool. And then we've got Southside. Yeah. And then of course all the stuff going on with with Tesla. They've got oh man, the Alice cruise. Cooper, the yeah. cruise. Oh yeah, all that shit. Yeah, that recently announced tour. As you just heard him talk about, 
with Alice Cooper and Lita Ford throughout this late spring and summer will be very cool. And then Tesla's got a lot of headline dates themselves here in February and March. So ton of stuff going on with Frank Cannon. Be on the lookout for all that. And I wanted to throw in here, like I've uh, talked about many times, you know, like I've, this is, like I said earlier, it's one of my favorite bands. So much so that y- you remember we've talked about many times our, we went through our message board craze. Oh, I remember those days. In the early to mid 2000s. Oh, man. One of the message boards that I heavily, freq- heavily frequented. I can't even speak. Frequented. Frequented. <laughs> still you still fucked it up. That's right. The see, this is one of the reasons you have me around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> my 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 stunning good looks and and flawless physique. Yeah. And my penchant for grammar, pronunciation, and spelling of the English language. That's right. Couldn't make it without you. Right. <laughs> but yes, the Tesla message board was one of the the ones that I was heavily involved in. Man. That was, I think I joined it around 2005, 2004, 2005, and was on it until it kind of vanished like most message boards, mm-hmm. you know, in the early teens, I think, of yeah. 2000s. But throughout that, I met a ton of people, became friends with a lot of people, and that transitioned over to Facebook and everything where you keep in contact. So, I mean, if I looked at my Facebook friends list, there's probably a hundred some of them that I only know because of Tesla, which is that's cool, a pretty significant amount of people, you know? And I wanted to throw this in because over the past year or so, maybe a little over a year, three of the, the people that were involved with that message board passed away. Barbara Rigetti, Henry Evans, and Donnie Joe Weber were all people that I, you know, talked to and had the opportunity to meet all three of them. They're all three great people and will be sadly missed by everybody that knew them. Just wanted to throw that in, you know, because they were all huge Tesla fans, of course. That's how I met them, through that message board. And I still see people posting about them, you know, because Henry wasn't that long ago. That was just like a month or two ago. I still yeah. see people posting about, you know, all three, you know, them all the time. So just want to throw that in there. And speaking of message boards, we need to hop back on that uh, Black Label Society. God, how I fucking knew somehow you were going to mention that. What kind of fucking crazy shit was that? <laughs> if you were a part of the Black Label Society message board around the early 2000s, oh, God. please email us at deepthunderground at gmail.com. We would love to have you on. Or maybe not email us. That's true, because the people that you don't want to email you will probably email yep. us now. I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. But that fucking guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, next subject, right? Right, <laughs> next subject. And next... you know, it's it's crazy. These whole this whole message board thing, it's it's so insane. It's like every now and then, because you know, I am a as everyone that listens to this knows, I'm a fucking gigantic Metallica freak. Right. You know, I'll never not be. And, and every now and then, I'll look at the, you know, the the and the Metallica message board is still a huge thing. Right. It's still a huge thing, and I just I I just can't do it. I can't do it, and it's it's not because it's it's annoying or anything. It's just I I don't have time in the day. Yeah. Um. I just don't. And and it's it's amazing that we used to keep up with so many. I know. 
right? And it's just like now, it's just like, I don't know, man, I fucking blink and the day's over. <laughs> um, and that, which is probably a good thing. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting how, how those, uh, ah, uh, the old message board days. Yeah. The metal exiles. Oh my, well, now that was a fun one. Yeah. I like that one. That was great. And there, yeah. there's a Facebook page. Um, about all, you know, with a lot of those people still on, and that's cool. Yeah. They started a group, you know, just kind of, yeah, a Facebook group, revitalize it, just and, to and, and connect with each other. Yeah. Like. Which is great. And, you know, uh, and, and there's absolutely no qualms at all. Loved that group. Yeah. Um, but, but that black label society group, oh, fuck. That's a whole other goddamn episode. We should do an episode just on that. Jesus. <laughs> Not now. Right. I got I to gotta go. I got to go to bed sometime. All right. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, people. If you like Black Love Society, we recently had James Lomenzo on this podcast. That's right. How do you like that segue? That's right. And, and, and if you were ever on that board and you talked about how you, you, you didn't like Anthrax with Joey Belladonna. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you thought John Bush was better? Holy fuck! You're gonna, have, you're gonna have somebody at your house with a fucking shotgun. I was instigating like a motherfucker. <laughs> on that one. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, James <laughs> Lomenzo, Black Label Society. Yeah, he was also an original member of White Lion and an original member of Pride and Glory. Tons of other great stuff. He's currently with John Fogerty. That was just this past week, so check that one out. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. Like we said, Frank Hannon was on here back in 2018, so pull that one up as well. Talks about a lot of Tesla stuff and the cover albums and everything he had going on at that point. If you're into that style of music, we've also had on Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses, Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss. We've had on guys from Warrant, Firehouse, Trickster. Like how we always lumped them three together because we saw them on tour yep. together. Blood, sweat, and beers, baby. <laughs> That's right. Then we had Taiketo, LA Guns, Lillian Axe, Junkyard, Kicks. Who else from that era? Chris McCarvel from Dokken. Uh, Chuck Garrick from Alice Cooper's Band and Bisto Blanco. Mark Torian from Bullet Boys. That's a great one. Uh, uh, Ian Hogland from Europe. Yes. And then we've had on a ton of other... Stuff from metal like Seven Dust, Crowbar, Battlecross, Prong, Corrosion and Conformity, Superjoint, I Hate God. Did I say Battlecross, Insight. Megadeth. Yeah, of course. Can't Death forget Angel. That. We've now had on three people from Megadeth. It's pretty badass, Since isn't it? James Lomenzo marks right, number three. Right, right. And we've also had Brian Tushy on this podcast here two or three months ago, and guess what? He's back. Yes. We, we just recorded an episode right before we recorded this episode. We have a Rush-centric episode with Brian Tishy. Um, and, you know, it's an honor to break down the best drummer of the in the world with one of the other best drummers in the world. Yes. Um, if there's uh, anyone another, can, another pinch me moment, really. Right? Yeah, if there's anyone that can speak on Neil Peart, it's Brian Tishy. Yes. So that one will be coming very soon, so be on the lookout for that as well. Yeah, all this is at soundcloud.com backslash thunder dash underground. You can also listen on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Mixcloud. Just Google us. You'll find us on different podcast sites. I listen on Pocket Casts, personally. What do you think about that? 
I think that's what I listen to more. Yeah, I love that. I love that app, by the way. It's free now, so everybody check it out. Yep, Pocket Casts. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, you can also listen to us on our website, deepthunderunderground.com. We've also got reviews up. All kinds of great stuff. We're on YouTube. Subscribe at Deep Thunder Underground. We've got a lot of videos where we review stuff. Whether it be new songs or albums or Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses Cheese. God damn it. That's the truth. People look it up. We've also got... Are, yeah. we, are we done yet? Okay, sorry. Jeez. I'll quit promoting our shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Follow us on all the socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're still not on Grinder, but one day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, all right. just turn it off. Okay, once again, thank you to MedFarm, DEB Concerts, and of course, Mr. Frank Hannon. And until next time. Oh, shit. There goes my dog. <laughs> well, you're going to get it's live and real. Uh, <laughs> he got dogs barking. <laughs> it's happened a few times, so it's not the first. <laughs> okay. Thunder Underground, y'all.